0: hello and welcome to the morning skate podcast i am matt moody joined by dj mitchell for the final morning skate podcast of november it is november 30th thursday's 14 game nhl daily fantasy slate actually that said it may be the final morning skate podcast because i may die on this 14 game episode um so dj how you doing and
1: uh, how was your tuesday night um you know i actually was in the cash line uh i like i mid cashed um and I thought my lineup was so freaking bad. I didn't even look. I was like, this lineup is trash. And then I pulled it up and I was cashing. I was like, what the hell? So I, I it just was such a low scoring slate. I, um, I feel it, for how many games there was, it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, um, yeah, it was just every every game was pretty disappointing. Uh, I put up a whopping 66 points. Yeah, 65.6 I made $0 back and didn't even come close. So, yeah, even though it was a low-scoring night, I got actually dusted. So, um, you know, just another day in paradise over here at uh, Morningscape Pod headquarters. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was literally DJ. Uh, I was so dead that I was like, wow, oh, DJ seems actually kind of decent. I'll pull up the contest that I know he's in, the $40, and watch his lineup. Like that is how like done and dead I was. It was just like, nope, this isn't happening for me. So at like nine o'clock, I'm like, all right, uh, you know, I'm just just, just going to watch your team. Maybe it was like nine 30 or whatever, yep. but I, I knew Pittsburgh wasn't getting there. So I was like, all right, time, time to sweat. So um, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was my Tuesday night as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely um, like, I, like, like I said, like, I basically forgot about it. Then I saw Cartier scored and I was like, well, let me just look, and then I was like, "Wait, I'm actually like halfway alive." But yeah, I mean, yeah. it immediately died. It, it, it's, I it's want fine. to say
0: I I hit both my guaranteed goals, right, Besser, uh, and I don't remember
1: who the cheap guy no, was. I think I think we we Which... both one and one. You had Stephenson. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's yeah, right. I have Boldly and Bennett. We were we were both one and one. Okay, I actually sorry. forgot to bet then because I missed Bennett, and I was like, "Ah, whatever." I guess like yeah, I could have just done. But Again, I, I definitely uh, would have I... played Stephenson too. But yeah literally i was so dead
0: and i was like i kind of want to watch the hockey so i literally checked your tweets to see like what you bet on because i had nothing going all right um yeah, uh, yeah, anyway stephan's
1: gonna made me money and he did not but yeah let's get into it well
0: yeah you and me both brother all right um so yeah 14 games uh i i really don't think there's anything else to say off the top here um
1: so dj have at it okay hold on gonna start the timer this will be under two minutes and and go uh san jose boston boston changed up their top six we're going to get into it the uh the brusk up to the top line Marchand with others we're going to talk about it um that's obviously a really good spot chicago detroit uh Troy's could be on a back-to-back here so keep an eye out larkin very unlikely to play again he's not playing on wednesday not likely to play on thursday um chicago we still don't know on Bavillier who was traded over there if he's going to be in or out or whatnot florida at montreal um, I think this is definitely an exciting game. Montreal's on a back-to-back. Florida's looked very competent, and I would say got a little bit screwed, although, you know, they, I guess they, you know, good call. I don't know. But yeah, you probably know what I'm talking about. They lost in the shootout. I thought they should have won, whatever. Uh, Montreal playing on Wednesday, so we'll keep an eye on it. New Jersey at the Flyers. New Jersey coming back to life offensively. The top six is looking pretty good. Uh, jack hughes is still jack Hughesing. philly i don't think many changes but i did retweet their lines they did have a practice so we'll get into that but definitely new jersey could be popular we'll see although the flyers have been good defensively pittsburgh at tampa we did see the return of rust into the lineup for pittsburgh all the rust top power play all that good stuff tampa switched up their top six during the end of the arizona game they lost three to one they didn't score. So we don't know. So definitely keep an eye on that if you're interested in Tampa because they did make some adjustments during the game. And that is definitely of note because it definitely moves some interesting players into the top six. But we'll go over that. Again, we get to the game. Seattle is at Toronto. Seattle was, I would say, a clusterfuck of sorts against the Blackhawks. It was very confusing on what they were going to do. And uh, I feel like we have some to unpack from the last game. They lost Chicago and also we did get a practice. So there definitely could be even more changes there. I'm going to definitely miss this. Holy crap. Not am close to two minutes. I'm almost there now. Okay. I'm going to stop that timer. Toronto uh, also going probably the same as last game. The Islanders at Carolina. This will probably be a bit of a, uh, no one's interested in playing it fast, no, no idea on Uh Carolina. Full on didn't practice or have media availability. The Islanders wasn't much to glean from practice either. They didn't have a full scape. Minnesota said they're going to keep the exact same lineup. And I can't imagine Nashville makes any changes coming off a pretty big win against uh, Pittsburgh in overtime. Buffalo looking decently similar, minus like Kulik gets sent down, uh, Levi gets sent down, and Greenway's back in the fold. We didn't get a practice in St. Louis, so definitely keep an eye on that. Their offense wasn't really humming against Minnesota, and they—I mean—I'd say they got beat pretty bad. They gave up a ton of shots and stuff, so keep an eye on what they do tomorrow. Colorado at Arizona—the uh, you know everyone's favorite Arizona Coyotes—unbeatable at home against Colorado. Nothing major in Colorado other than McCarb was like very quick to get off the ice in practice, and there was no update, but probably just nothing. Just, I guess keep an eye on it. Arizona—I expect much of the same from last game. Dallas at Calgary, neither team had a ton of changes. The Flames I retweeted though, and the power play was definitely different for the Flames um against Vegas, and they won. So it was possible still was off. Let me just pull it up really quick now that I'm thinking about it because they didn't run practice. It was Kadri Hannifin, Lindholm, Sharon Govich at huberdell And I guess I kind of expect that to stick. So Sharon Govich was top line, top power play with Lindholm. Just something to keep an eye on. And then finally, final two games, Washington's going to be on a back-to-back in Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim always a bit of a mixed bag. Labushkin hurt in the game, and they're not sure if he's going to be able to go. Plus, we know that Gudis is very likely to be out. So they're down to very few defensemen, and we'll have to just keep an eye on Washington going into the slate. And finally, Vegas and Vancouver. Vegas uh, found some offense from the bottom lines, Top two lines weren't really doing too much. So third and fourth line get there and they almost win in overtime. But and about well they had Louis Lawson in a shootout, Badminton. And Vancouver continues to use the Vancouver things up and um do a lot of the same. But they traded Bavillier, who was supposed to be in the top six, so it's back to uh what's his name? Freaking the guy. Gigi Sabay. I think that's everything.
0: I mean you said two minutes. I knew that was impossible, but honestly, I don't even know if I'm mad because uh, I feel like you covered, uh, you know, you went, when you when you went through the Sabres and mentioned uh, uh, Coolidge <laughs> and uh, Greenway, might. you know, I, I think you kind of lost the plot a bit, but uh, let's, let's uh, carry things forward. San Jose and Boston. Uh, pretty clearly, Boston is the only side you are considering here. Um, even guys like Mike Hoffman are now 3,500, so we're just – you know, uh, we're just not uh we're not even gonna talk about the San Jose side. So uh, you know, the the, the freaking people that got eight points out of a 3k 40 owned Michael grandland I mean, just take a bow, you've solved DFS. Um, but you know, feel feel free to look elsewhere because uh you're not finding that in this matchup. So you mentioned some Boston changes. Um I think for me this is pretty much limited to the posture knock line. I I yeah you know uh, toi. um 3400 is like i think it's pa-
1: interesting. patra i think it is like patra like the r is actually said because i was like watching his dad in an interview i'm I'm not sure if you heard mm-hmm. about that like patra i
0: i did not um
1: basically so. his dad called him a freeloader like in a very funny way and it was supposed to be lighthearted. but people were like i don't know okay we can move on
0: okay sure um anyway he seems like he is going to be a quality NHLer but he is not really a quality fantasy asset and so like Brad Marchand is 6900 it, it just doesn't really stand nice. out to me so uh how do you
1: how are you feeling about this Boston side I mean I love Jake DeBrusque I think he's been I, I, I mean at least the metrics point to he has been useful and they haven't been giving him a ton of run to probably come to any sort of fruition on that like he's expected goal those numbers look fine. Uh he wasn't on the first power play to my knowledge and they didn't show it in practice, but with Zaka and Pasternak, I do think that that I mean it clearly puts him in play at 4K regardless. Um so yeah, I I'm uh, I'm in on it. Yeah, so I mean play. um
0: the, the thing with uh DeBrusque is that you know, JVR should have a grasp on that power play one job, but like we saw JVR scratched uh, over the weekend even, so like it's clear that he doesn't have like a death grip on that role. Um, and again, it could also be Charlie Coyle, um, you know, but 4K Jake DeBrusk, even on the second power play unit, it's just a perfectly fine way to get additional David Posternock exposure. Um, so yeah, I, I, Again, that's where I would go here. I generally am just like I'm finding it really hard to build lineups that I like with these nearly 10k players. And you know, I understand that guys like McDavid and whatnot have, uh, you know, basically unmatchable ceilings. Um, but I'm I also kind of think that DraftKings is being a bit aggressive with their pricing this year as far as like you know, guys that are top line get immediately priced up 3500 um you know mike riley was a 2500 defenseman last slate like 0.2 percent owned and he's 2800 after playing 10 minutes and getting 5.8 fantasy points so it's like you're finding it really hard to scrape the bottom of the barrel and you know that doesn't mean david Posternock's not in play but i do think it's interesting how like optimizers are basically trying to feed you like you know uncorrelated posture doc McKinnon type teams and then just a bunch of you know a bunch of value around it but a bunch of uncorrelated kind of garbage value uh, when you're not really testing uh when you're not really training it to do anything so that's sort of informing my general approach to these slates where it's like these high-end guys are really high-end but I need a really good reason to sort of buy in on them because you can go down 2K from David Posnerdok and get Alex Ovechkin against Anaheim. And like, you know, it, to me, it's just not really that close. So or I guess it is that close, meaning the salary difference is just kind of insurmountable. Anyway, uh, with that in mind, uh, anything else to say on the Boston end of things before we move on to Chicago and Detroit? No, no,
1: I, I mean, I think it's already been said. And I also agree that I think Pasta will be still be pretty popular when – it might not be entirely completely warranted but we know he can break a slate any slate there's 14 games so yeah let's keep it moving um chicago and detroit it, i some people might be hoping to see patrick kane i can't imagine that's going to be the case like um i yeah, know he told, he told reporters but yeah it's 7 to 10 days
0: he's didn't he say buffalo was is possible first game I want to say that. I think so. uh, What he said. He's
1: like, I feel ready to play, but I know that they're like, we're waiting for 10, I think he said like around 10 days. And I think it was Buffalo that was hinted at, which is, you know, where he's from and whatnot. So the NHL is already clamoring to make this a big deal. They're having a good time. So it would just be a perfect story. But regardless, Chicago is exploitable. I do think that the Brinkett at 7,800 without Larkin is, tough to stomach on this big of a slate so i think i'm probably out um he is with comfort at uh you know power play and five on five unless if something changes he's 4k like i could see where people make that connection but i just feel like you're playing a guy in jt comfort that you're just absolutely praying gets his one shot one goal and i'm just not gonna do it so i do think i'm probably gonna fade detroit here um and I, i don't really think i have a ton of interest in chicago either
0: yeah i mean just congratulations in advance to the opto
1: donkeys that wind up on a
0: 4k jt comfort. uh a man who before the puck drops against the rangers here in his last 10 games has five shots and four block shots uh he's nearly a point of game player too which you know if that doesn't tell you the absolute uh on ice heater that him and andrew copper on this year uh i don't know what does but you know they've been broken up and you know with Blarkin out and everything so I just have no interest um I honestly would find it more appealing to track a guy like Christian Fisher's minutes alongside Daniel Sprong and just say like you know if we want to play dudes against a terrible team like at least take the 4k guy who will score goals in Sprong and like correlate around him but like why on this slate are you taking anyone who's this thin as far as either shots or as far as time on ice so I think it's just generally speaking a no. Um, maybe one-off David Perron. Um I never seem to get him right, but this perfectly uh well could be a spot for just a uh, you know, nice little one-off, take your 20 points and move on on a sort of Perron ceiling night. Uh Chicago side of things, uh, are you interested at all, especially uh in Bedard if like Beauvilliers on his line or anything like that? Um how does this uh chicago team shape up for you because detroit's on a back-to-back and like they're not that good so um it could at least generate some interest on my part
1: yeah uh at, at the current iteration of Felino, radish and bedard is it Kuroshev? right yeah um, i think it's Kuroshev. yeah Kuroshev. my bad I, I have no interest like Kuroshev is clearly a much better fantasy asset than nick Felino. he's 4800 that's just way too much for this guy but Bavillier is going to start at 3K. So if we get an indication he's power play one and line one, like we know that Bolivier is actually has some historic rate tendencies. And and that could at least be interesting off the off the jump. Um, You know, people just might not, I don't know, I, maybe optimizers will get there, but I doubt it. So that'd be the only interest. It was uh, also Seth Jones back on the top power play. And the Korchinski, I think he's, I think, um, I could be wrong on this because I'm not going to go back. But Korchinski was out there on the top power play, and they got scored against. And then I believe Seth Jones just took over. They are like, all right, that ain't going to work. Yeah. Um, actually, I could I could look. But, that, I mean, he was out there for a goal against on the power play, and then Seth Jones played all the rest. It's got to be what happened. But let me just look. Um, uh, This is riveting television. Uh, I'm trying to find it, but I don't know where it is exactly in the game.
0: I'm kind of thinking that the Beauvillier acquisition just completely destroys Lucas Reichel's fantasy relevance um I mean I don't think he was fantasy relevant before and you know certainly with this I just kind of feel like if they're going to use a uh like Beauvillier could basically slot right into the role that they've been asking Reichel to play and Reichel just has been completely overwhelmed by it apparently Um, so I'm, you know, I'm not that, uh, dispirited by Bavillier, even if we don't get news. And honestly, I might prefer it if we don't, because I do kind of feel like they got him for the Taylor Hall replacement and, you know, Bedard Bavillier, uh, certainly does pique my interest. Uh, maybe one day we'll get ryan donato back but uh maybe uh unlikely that thursday is that day uh seth jones 4800 is a great play regardless of whether he's power play one or not like that's basically the chris Tang, like you know oh well you know he's gonna play a ton and he has good rates so like while his price is plummeting like you might as well just plug him in um also similar to Aaron ekblad now uh, who we'll get to coming up right now now
1: yeah, uh, I guess I'll just kick it off. I think Florida is obviously in a really good spot. It's a really good play. Um, Reinhardt, Barkoff, Rodriguez, the truck, Bennett for Hagee. Montour is, in my opinion, just back. Uh, I think it's time we jump on that train before it leaves the station entirely at 5,200 as well. Um, guy is shooting. Guy is not getting points yet, but the minutes are there. The power play rolls there. Uh, like I, He's pretty below locating Ghoulie. <laughs> I mean, just get out of here. So... I am very interested in, in Montour, um, at a thousand more than Eckblad, but then again, you could save a, a thousand and play Aaron Eckblad, who besides the power play role is kind of everything you wanted did more. Um, and the penalty kill is definitely blocking shots. So you have a chance at a shot, a blocks bonus, and you have a chance at obviously him being useful. So are there, uh, is there a forward combination you're most interested in with either of these defensemen?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, we're gonna see very similar trends to the past couple slates where sam bennett matthew chuck are just way more popular than uh sam reinhardt and alex barkov um now on this slate, that may balance out a little bit because my guess is that you know uh, barkov still gets like up to 10 or so and bennett's gonna be like 20 which on a 14 game slate sounds ridiculous but montreal is on a back-to-back like it's not you know it's, their team total is going to be monstrous um and I just think Barkov is a great value 6800 you know Reinhardt 7700 um he's obviously cooled down from the way he started the year but he's clearly got 30 points in his uh back pocket regardless of matchup and this is a great matchup so I'll take the ownership discount happily so give me uh give me Florida one over Florida two but that's again uh what I've said for basically all year now um yeah, any interest in like the Caulfield Matheson stuff? Um, okay. You know, Cole Caulfield's been very, very good as of late and uh, maybe has found a home with uh, Slavkovsky and Dvorak. Uh, Slavkovsky is looking uh, usable as an NH- NHL player. So, uh,
1: kind of good vibes, I think, out of this Montreal line, personally. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have a ton of interest here. I truly think Florida is one of the best teams in the league at full health and on a back-to-back Montreal I'm just not going to spend my cap on it but um 7k Caulfield is always of note and that's really it um I get what your point and I definitely think it's relevant for the future
0: all right uh New Jersey at Philly um, Nico Heischer uh scored last game uh 21 minutes uh that's basically what we were expecting to see out of him you know he came back played 15 minutes we're like yeah well you know it's probably gonna go up and up it up it went um so i think nico he what it's not going to be an egregious mispricing because he's on the road and Philly has been very good defensively, you know, and maybe uh, that even gets understated by the field, uh, especially because Carolina just won the slate uh, last night um, against Philly. But I do think that Nico Heischer is a better pound for pound play than Jack Hughes. Is Jack Hughes a better player? Sure, but like 9,200 versus 5,400. Um, I'm finding that quite difficult. Um, shout out some Cliffy, nailed the Michael McLeod tout um, in his stochastic write-up. I mean, just, you know, call your shot, but 3K Michael McLeod goes for a goal assist, three shots, gets you 18 points. Um, it's, he wrote it up on Tuesday, so go check out his stuff if you... I want to read why he touted it but it made sense and like obviously played out and philly is not a team that their third line is one you should be scared of um it's morgan frost bobby prank and owen Tippett at this point so like yeah Tippett's good but like morgan frost and bobby brink are they really defensive stalwarts eh, probably not so i i could honestly see if cliffy wrote him up again uh so dj uh do you have a preference on the new jersey side of the
1: house or any uh philly thoughts here um no real Philly thoughts uh I I you know they're they're not probably cracking my lineups and a 14 game slate personally I, I I'm not gonna say they're the clear like they're not they're not even probably in the bottom five or six worst ideas but it just doesn't really seem like that's where my caps gonna go I just don't trust towards really at the end of the day it's like some of the best assets on that team are very hard to stomach when you just know they can get benched so no thank you on the New Jersey side, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really obviously feels like a cop out, but I just feel like Jack Hughes is just on another planet, pretty unstoppable in any capacity. And I wonder on this slate if the ownership follows, just because it feels like everyone's on this slate, and he's priced right around all those other guys. And you know, McDavid is yeah, the... absolutely nuking for two hundred more, and we already you know, we haven't even talked about matthews we you know we've talked about other wingers like posture not like i think enough people will say this philly stuff is for real to where jack hughes just doesn't garner much ownership um i i don't really thoroughly think it
0: i disagree with that because uh with jack hughes you're getting luke hughes in a potential dougie free environment as well uh dougie is uh That's questionable but seems more doubtful than questionable um and you know luke hughes has been playing tons of minutes been doing quite well um and do you get dawson mercer at 3800 playing alongside hughes presumably um you know with without timo in the fold it doesn't seem like he's close but um yeah i i just think that the value options make it so that jack hughes is probably gonna be the highest on center um you know and i, and I just don't really I don't really want any part in that um even though there's good value around him because i don't i just don't trust the value like i do not trust you know dawson mercer at all and i know some people do um but uh i I will let the field chase his back-to-back multi-point games he's not shooting he just kind of skates around out there um so yeah that that's that's my opinion but um i could be wrong and you know jack hughes comes in at six percent owned or whatever and it's like sure you know do do whatever you want but my guess is he comes in like 17 18 percent um with luke hughes at like 15 and dawson mercer at like 10 and then all these other idiots at like 10 percent as well on the jersey devils uh top six any uh any follow-ups there or do you want to move well, on to pittsburgh tampa
1: um no no follow-ups i mean is there anything you wanted to mention on philly or are you good no
0: there was nothing I wanted to mention on Philly I'm 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 staying laser focused on Perfect. the power plays um wrist is going to be power play one at some point um but until we see it I'm not playing in speculatively so uh because their power play freaking sucks it continues to suck I have no idea why mm-hmm. um Travis Anheim is manning a power play just you know let him be your minutes guy and just don't have him waste time on the power play but whatever um yeah, Pittsburgh, Tampa. Um, Pittsburgh got cheaper, uh, which is very interesting to me. Uh, last game, you know, it, the part of this is copium, so take this as a grain of salt, but uh, stacking Pittsburgh 1 got you like 1.6 expected goals. Uh, the entire Nashville Predators team had 2.2 on the night, um, and all them went down in price. You know, the power play is going to run through those three uh, combined. So, like, not only are you getting, like uh, – a really quality correlation and even strength and power play but you're also getting like a ton of shots a ton of minutes and a ton of pace to their play um it's very unlikely that someone in this game doesn't hit now maybe it's not the first line maybe it's kucherov maybe it's malkin um, but i do think this game is very very enticing and uh the underlying trends for both teams tend to agree with that so uh are you prioritizing exposure to the upper end of
1: this game dj i mean yeah uh <laughs> Um you talk you started on Pittsburgh. I, I definitely agree it's gonna come through the top line i mean it it's it's expensive, but seventy five crosby seventy five hundred Gensel sixty four hundred Russ. it all comes together pretty nicely. uh Carlson is totally justifiable as well. and on the Tampa side of of things, as I mentioned, keep an eye on it. just double check what the lineup looks like tomorrow. but man, this Kucherov guy um it's just again, how would you possibly afford everything so you're gonna have to make a decision. I think I've leaned towards the Tampa side of things, honestly. Um, just playing through Kucherov feels like the the path to winning the slate to me. So I, I do think I lean that way, but I could definitely be very easily convinced that Pittsburgh one is also very viable. And I, I, and again, like, I don't think if Jack Hughes, I guess is getting all the ownership Then I don't think it's coming here then. You know what I mean? Like wh- where is yeah, the ownership no, going no, to be on a 14 games later? Do you just not even worry about it?
0: yeah and what we saw I mean we saw the other night Pittsburgh was two percent owned in Nashville like they're not going to be popular here either no um but I just I again I think that's a mistake and again this is copium but like they are playing so well and they played very well they they only got one goal and guess what when you're combined 20k you're going to need a three-goal night to get any of your players across the like the value threshold honestly maybe Tuesday you only needed two goals um but on most slates you'll need you know a three four game output or three goal output from these guys um and i certainly think that could come here uh, i have no problem going with Kutrov, of course i mean the dude is literally still last 10 games better than mcdavid so like you know uh McDavid's on the rise for sure but this is a great matchup uh like like we just said Pittsburgh is playing a, with a ton of pace going in both directions that top line is by far like the highest pace line on the entire in the entire league um so you really can't ask for much more in terms of a matchup um and everything's condensed to the top lines for these two teams so it, it just makes a ton of sense to me and is where I'm going to at least start my my uh you know lineup building process so uh not really seeing anything value-wise that I'm overly interested in uh, I mentioned Chris Letang he continues to slide down to 4100 but I think he's really only like uh if you're stacking this game and you just kind of hope that oh well you know Pittsburgh scores five goals like maybe uh Letang can come close to Eric Carlson because you know three of them are at five on five or something um but not like overwhelmingly excited by any of these values. So Seattle at Toronto. Um, I just wanted to publicly congratulate you on the Ty Cartier uh, play. I mean, he scored not only that, but he was actually getting power play run uh, late in the game. He was like out there. So he immediately is of interest to in me at 2,900. I have to imagine this is a value play that gets next to zero ownership and maybe it just poofs in the thin air, but um. Know, I at least saw some stuff that I liked out of Cartier's game, and of course, you could still play the guys like Tolvin and Bjorkstrand, Eberly, McCann. You know, they're all sub 5k still, but if you need a true punt, I think Cartier showed a lot lastly. So, uh, any interest in going right back to your Seattle well or in the Toronto side here?
1: Um, I I mean, to be honest, I don't have a ton of interest in this game. Um, I it just feels like these Seattle games are getting. Uh, maybe a bit more in the betting space. It seems like people have been more in like the overs on them, and I just don't really see why that would be. Like, I feel like this game should be low scoring. Like that's how it should set up. Um, so getting a value piece is, is one thing, but I'm definitely not prioritizing this game. Um, the Lions were an absolute jumbled mess. They barely played that whatever Poltolarski, I don't know. Um, Belmar barely played. Schwartz barely played, and like that was a guy that I. I, I mean, just. I guess we'll looking back, how, like how and why, you know, just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, I I definitely get the Toronto side of things in some capacity. It it just, you know, what, what more do you need than Nylander and Matthews to break a slate, but I'm not prioritizing them as far as uh, the stacks we've already talked about. Like I have them, you know, I'd rather play Pittsburgh, Tampa, New Jersey, Florida at this point. Um, so that's not a good sign if I'm, if if we're only halfway through the slate and yeah so I'm gonna probably just mainly cross this game out entirely and if I absolutely need a punt I get that card is there
0: yeah um shorts got hurt and did not return so that's why his minutes were down um so again another reason Cartier stepped up in the lineup probably um it seems like Tanev could come back and like if guys start coming back in maybe even if shorts is out Cartier's not that interesting but um it's a battle of attrition out here so like um as long as burakovsky's out um i think he's still uh yeah he's expected to return in december so uh not expecting burakovsky to back you know unlikely that we see schwartz um i shouldn't say unlikely uh well sure unlikely we see schwartz but possible there's just a ton of options still here and you know toronto had the defensive numbers to back it uh historical seasons right now that is not the case over their last 10 um like 0.3 goals above uh their opponent's average they're allowing um sets up Seattle for a perfectly average matchup because Seattle's not that high tempo but guess what they're super cheap so like an average matchup and cheap prices I'm all in as long as there's no like obscene ownership which I don't think there will be so Um, Yeah, I'm pretty interested in Seattle, but you just got to track it with all the lines uh, jumbled, like you said, but one offs are perfectly acceptable almost across the board um, of these saddle pieces. So anything else you want to say Nylander Matthews uh, didn't start out too hot. (laughs) Um, They got the win, but I don't know if you saw some of the numbers they put up in that game not really what do you mean um well in the first period they got outshot like 19 to 1 or something like shot attempts wise mm-hmm. um on the on the day they were like 30 percent expected goals um so just just a real not rough go good. of things against florida
1: yeah no i like i said i'm I'm out on it and i you know we're gonna get to the next game now i guess uh i'm also probably just gonna fade the, the islanders carolina um and it's not exclusively because of the islanders um it's mainly because of carolina and the fact that i just don't have interest in playing this team or against this team
0: uh yeah that's that's about right um anders lee played on the top line at 3k with barzell and horvat that's like you know the matchup sucks of course but like i don't know it, like, is he really gonna be this bad forever i just i don't think so, and. Like he's actually had some decent games as of late. Points in three of his last four. Um, even had a shots bonus against Philly, which like you know isn't nothing. So, I guess I begrudgingly say that Anders Lee seems okay. Um, the way Matt Barzell is playing, getting any exposure to him at all just seems, uh, seems good regardless of matchup. Like Barzell just is all over the ice. So, um, you know. I, again super gross but don't hate it uh you could go right back to the well if Svechnikov remains out on Michael Bunting I thought that uh he was in the winning lineup like I mentioned Peter Gibbons took down everything including the world championship qualifier seat but he uh late swapped to a Carolina one Minnesota two uh with Burns and Spurgeon so like just perfectly well executed um and Bunting 3600 pretty much did what you would expect them to do he like played with Jarvis and Aho in all situations so that 3600 price tag on Bunting is uh, I think perfectly reasonable as well but in more of a stacking environment uh, which is very affordable and the Islanders are the Islanders in that they don't have uh great defensive numbers but their goalies is you know bail them out constantly. But when they don't, like we saw against New New Jersey, um, that you know they can put up big scores uh, against them. So uh yeah, what, I, I'm,
1: what about um on this islander side? So last game and it makes sense, and there's really no indication that anyone's gonna return. They had four defensemen that really ate all the minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Romanoff, Dobson, Pulock and Mayfield. Uh, besides Dobson at 6400 there's three pretty big values. And there's also some guys that absolutely love to eat up blocks. So is there any interest in any of these value islanders as far as like what if they get a point and the blocks bonus? I mean that you know, that's that's enough. And obviously Dobson is the offensive catalyst, you know, he's playing with Mayfield. Um is there any interest in anything like that? Or is that just sort of like well, it's gross, but maybe. Yeah, it's it's gross but
0: maybe (laughs) like that's that's pretty much what it boils down to um you know that they're going to be somewhat clicked upon if you somehow have something reliable that tells you oh like Ryan Pollock's gonna be 19 percent owned and Scott Mayfield's gonna be two percent owned I'm like yeah i would happily click mayfield but like i don't know do, do i really like the problem is when you play that it's more of you're just saying i need x number of points and that's that's that like you're basically capping your ceiling in some respects especially now with mike riley there's no second power play job for ryan Pollock to like you know kind of get uh there offensively so you're really right. either banking on the islander smashing and them scoring a bunch or you're just banking on you know six blocks which sure gets you you know 11 but like are you really gonna do much better than that um I'm not sure so honestly I might even consider the like the Pesci garbage over um over that um you know Pesci uh Shea I mean those guys just absolutely chuck pucks they eat pucks um just just like those Islanders guys and I at least think their team could score you know like a six goal outburst here
1: um but yeah yeah yeah. It's okay, yeah, it's gross, but that, maybe that's. The, I think that's definitely the most interesting part of this game for me. Like, I'm not really that interested in stacking here. Um, I, I, you made a good point in Carolina. I mean, Sveshnikov was sick, he wasn't injured, so but you know, definitely keep an eye on it. What happens? I mean, 5k for him as well is not absolutely you know breaking your bank. So, this game has pieces, but that that's about it. I'm ready to move on. Um, I think we covered it pretty well to the Minnesota Nashville. Uh, if you're ready.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, on Minnesota, um, with no Ryan Hartman, um, I really didn't see the sort of minutes condensing that I thought I would. Like, you look down the list, Erickson played 19, Caprizov, 19, Zugarello 18, Foligno, 16, Rossi, 16, Gaudreau, 14. Um, so there really wasn't like the, oh, um, Connor Dewar just isn't going to play, or like Lettieri just isn't going to play. Um, So it was a little disappointing in that there was really no value to be squeezed out of the missing Ryan Hartman situation. Um, So with that said, you know, Freddie Gaudreau is 2600. I slandered him. He puts up three shots, two blocks and scores against St. Louis. Um, There are worse ways to punt center. Um, You know, in prior years, he was perfectly reasonable. He hadn't had a point before. Uh, before that game but like you know sometimes that happens over nine games so like you know i'm sorry freddie i didn't mean anything by it but like uh in this spot you know games in nashville um i have no problem taking depth pieces of minnesota that should get some minutes if you're just trying to punt the position uh oh god any interest in mr phil forsberg or curl uh, kaprizov here um they're both 8k on this slate
1: yeah, I, I mean it's, this game does feel like a game where pucks will be chucked. Um, Minnesota was absolutely peppering Bennington. I, I think he hit the save bonus, if I recall correctly, or maybe with one short, um, gave up three. But like, maybe I, I just keep an eye on this because you know they get a new coach, and I look at all their players, and it wasn't even just the fact that they got pucks on net. I mean, the entire top six was seemingly just they had to. Uh, I didn't look at the the raw numbers on the you know percentages and whatnot, but. Every single one of them had to have had at least, but Boldly had of eight attempts. Eriksenek had like 10. Zuccarello had what, seven? Kaprizov had like six or seven. There's a lot of attempts there that went around. Um, so I'm wondering if that could be a stylistic change that came with the new coaching uh, or if it was St. Louis being bad. But I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. And I don't respect Nashville defensively a lot. Um, so I, I could be really talked into either side here because with Nashville, it's a little bit more condensed, um, as far as where the shots are coming from, but there's still exposure to guys like Nykvist that isn't overly expensive, but yeah, I, I am interested in Boldy, Yossi, Forsberg, Kaprizov, Eriksson Ek, um, even Vukarela. Like I'm interested in all of it. Like I could definitely be talked into this game being very valuable, but it's not cheap.
0: Yeah. It's like a, it's like a rinse repeat thing for me on guys like nyquist and eli tolvanen it's like i i just don't know what they need to do to get price increases um nyquist just continues to be on the ice and produce uh he had 23 minutes last game uh you know he's shooting a decent clip like there's just really no reason not to at least consider him even as a one-off um and guys like that, I I love including my stacks because like you know I'm never gonna feel bad if Nashville one fails in a reasonably difficult matchup with low ownership, um because like you know I believe in all all the players you know Ryan O'Reilly's very thin but like if you're taking his two line mates you don't need to play him but you could because guess what if you know if if Nashville uh, one goes out and smashes O'Reilly can get you 14 15 you know 20 points and not kill you. Um, and just sort of help you push you along at again low ownership so uh, I don't mind basically any piece of this game it's not going to be the first place I start but uh, Nyquist in particular is a guy I'm keeping in mind um, for future notice Uh, we did see Nashville go 11-7 again as soon as they stop with that garbage uh, Ryan McDonough is probably a decent play at 3,500 but you know, if they do, if they do go eleven and seven again, um, guys like Tomasino are right back and play as well as full on punts. So just something to keep in mind uh, for going forward. Tyson Berry twenty nine hundred. If they roll out six defensemen and he's one of them, again another spot where he could be uh, fantasy relevant.
1: Anything else before Buffalo, St. Louis? Nope. Buffalo, St. Louis. Um, boy, I I I just I don't know. What to exactly make of this game other than I just talked about how. So, if you listen to me just talk about is Minnesota good or is St. Louis bad, and you thought to yourself, shut up, Minnesota's not good, that game was boring, like what do you mean? Then you must think St. Louis is bad, I would assume. And these prices on these Sabres is very enticing, albeit, you know, how good are they? Is this a team you really need to be targeting? And I don't feel like a good judge of that. So I'm just going to start by saying Middlestad, it was with Skinner and Tuck. All of these guys are very cheap, you know, 4,100 for uh, Middlestad's 5,600 Skinner and 6,100 Tuck, it, you know, there, there's that. Cousins is 4K, Benson, 2,800. It seems like he's just valuable And JJ Paterka, I think it at least has to be, if you're talking about Tolvanen, like, what does this guy have to do? Like, what does JJ Baturka have to do? Because he is also just absolutely smashing at 4,200. I just, I think there is at least something to the Sabres being useful, uh, you know, in this spot, Yeah, uh, something to look at. Yeah, when their prices go from 7K Alex Tuck
0: opening night down to 6.1K, you know, whatever, like, and we're seeing useful guys like Paterka and even Olafson and Middlestat, like being priced in the 3 to 4K range. Sure, I, I have no problem going with it. Um, based sure. on uh, unupdated numbers, you know, including the Wednesday night games, but based on the numbers we have to date. Um, The last 10 games, you look at the order of all 28 teams, St. Louis, Buffalo, number six and seven. So, like, they're not standout matchups for either side, but they're perfectly fine. And when you mix in the cheap pricing, I, yeah, I I really think that Buffalo is going to be part of my, um, you know, a a fixture in my lineup building process come Thursday. Who knows if I wind up on some donkey or, you know, someone good, but like Victor Olofsson is interesting to me. Top power play, played 17 minutes last game. Uh, We know that this guy is a one trick pony, but that one trick is very relevant for fantasy purposes. Uh, Jeff Skinner at 5,600 is just egregiously inexpensive. Um, This is a guy who for his entire career has been a self-starter. So he doesn't really need his line mates to be, pushing him the puck even though KC Middlestead's very good at that um this is a guy who creates offense on his own so that mid-tier price tag is very interesting uh you mentioned Paterka he did you know Olafson took his power play one spot but like still Paterka is a fine one-off play probably below both Tolvanen and Dyke was for me but if you're looking for an ownership play there you go um and of course our favorite winger Henry Yoki Haru, at 4- 3,400 um yeah, just, just love how DraftKings handles the 11 and 7 setup. But in any case, uh, anyone that I didn't mention or is that just kind of, uh, you know, the rundown of who's on the Sabres that I just did? I,
1: I mean, I legitimately lost the entire Zoom meeting for like 35 seconds there. So Good. I heard um, very little of what you said. And I'm just going to agree and listen back tomorrow. Okay. Like, I don't um, even, did you even notice that I completely dropped off? No, of course not. I'm talking about the Buffalo Sabres, my pride and joy. Okay. Um, I came back and you were like, Skinner at this price. And I was like, oh boy, like, I don't know what he talked about. I thought you, th- I heard Robert Thomas too when it cut out. There. So I, I heard, no. okay, I, I, nothing. So yeah, no, nope. a, a good, a good four. I was by the yeah. 45 seconds of what you said.
0: I will say, I, i i respect the people who will chase these casey Middlestat points i understand why you do it because correlation's the name of the game and i just touted ryan o'reilly as being an okay option but th- i don't know if there's anything in my soul that allows me to play a 4k casey middle stat um his numbers are just putrid as far as like the the rates he puts up and i i the, the field has been playing him all year and like it's kind of frustrating because i think middle stats awesome um, but he's just not a fantasy guy, so like that that's one place where I'm a bit torn. But uh anything mm-hmm. on St. Louis interest you now that I've covered every single Buffalo
1: Saber. Well, I luckily I, I guess I missed it because I probably would have been like, This team still stinks, but the St. Louis Blues I actually do think stink. And I just I, I think I'm stout. Um I I need to see something different than what they deployed against Minnesota to to bite here. It's just, you're going to really put neighbors with Busnevich and Thomas. I feel like you're just nuking a lot of your upside. And while neighbors played 20 minutes and was power play one and everything here can, can add up to this makes sense at 3,300. I mean, I just, I, I struggle. I struggle to figure out how I'm going to, stomach it um I think Buffalo actually is not a train wreck defensively but it's a great price and if that stays the same I think people will maybe go to it and I think that that makes them a much worse avenue of like actually winning a 14 game slate like that's just my opinion I guess but I'm not gonna so basically it's a no for me dog
0: okay um yeah Elon is breaking Twitter like it's it's so stupid I have no idea I'm trying to look at like the timeline and now it just says the time of day like 8 p.m but it's actually a tweet from 11 o'clock last night so like it it just Elon's the worst so uh, I don't think they did practice today um, but we saw a huge blundering last night um, as they tried to come back against Minnesota so if you're playing St. Louis just stay tuned for Morningscape all right uh, Edmonton Winnipeg DJ we did it we fixed Mr. Connor McDavid um back to back to back three-point nights uh games of four assists one goal four assists and one goal two assists in his last three uh still not getting the mcdavid in minutes that we come to expect based on last year um but played 22 minutes in an ot game yesterday uh is there any reason not to think that mcdavid is cream of the crop on this slate
1: uh not not really uh i you know keep an eye on the zach hyman thing he's day-to-day did not play with an illness on Tuesday. So definitely keep an eye on that because man, do I wish I would have known that before lock. Um, as I locked in Ty Cartier, I was like, Oh my God, I wish I would have put in Yanmark. Well, they both scored, you know, and we talked about Cartier being a better play in the end, but Yanmark was with McDavid at five on five. Uh, he's three K. Um, I did I- not
0: think you were going to say that. It's- I was going to say the exact same thing, but for a very <laughs> different reason.
1: So go ahead. Okay. No, no, I mean there's really not a ton. I just I was my plan was to try to get a little bit more exposure and just overstack Seattle and um not exposure, Jesus, correlation. And I had McDavid. So like I had a plan on Tuesday night and it almost kind of worked a little bit. I, I think if you're playing McDavid and you're saying like he's a one off piece, you're not wrong. But if you could get exposure to a three K player in Yanmark who is not actually terrible, probably. I think you just probably punt that way is my point. So what were you going to say?
0: I was going to say, if we knew this news, um, there was no amount of, uh, I mean, nobody could have stopped me from jamming in Evander Kane at any price tag uh, because without Zach Hyman, Evander Kane plays on the top power play. um, And Evander Kane is clearly a uh, five on five monster. He's, you know, he's scoring a ton at five on five, just, that alone um but he's also shooting a ton and like you know the shot attempts from everywhere like uh, just everything uh screams evander kane for dfs and uh unfortunate that we didn't know that because i you know I, i lost with pittsburgh definitely would have come off that for mcdavid kane stuff um and just said screw the you know five on five correlation give me power play one evander so I'm staying tuned. I'm guessing Hyman plays, but fortunately this is an eight o'clock start rather than a nine o'clock. So theoretically, lots of your team will have locked by the time we get the uh, confirmation, whether Hyman plays or not. Um, But if Hyman is out, Evander Kane, even at 6,400 is I think an absolute lock of a play. Um, The dude is just, I mean, he's been their only consistent force all year. And now that he's on the top power play, if Hyman misses, like I, I
1: absolutely love it. So yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Honestly, yeah, no, on, I both of those make sense. On
0: Winnipeg, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, this is where we go. This is the good stuff.
0: There are many mm-hmm. players that play hockey for the Winnipeg go Jets.
1: On. Yes, tell me more. Name one. One of
0: them <laughs> is named uh Cal Connor. You may have heard of him. He's eighty-one hundred and quite good another one's yeah. name is mark shifley um fat mark as minnesota uh, matt belovedly calls him um I, okay. and their friend they have <laughs> a very good friend um you may I've have heard, heard of of this, guy. his name is nick um his name is nick ellers and he has 4700 playing with them at five on five and on the power play gabe Villardi, welcome back to the lineup uh fourth line for you but power play one uh dj Mm-hmm. is Nick Elers mm-hmm. just a false flag operation so that nobody plays Gabe Velardi and us Halfos who play Velardi
1: with Kyle Conner and Mark Schafle win the slate yes 100 percent I know it and, and you, yet you I am I am I am falling so flat on my face by playing I'm like Nick Ealers will be if I have to make five lineups just to get to one that I like Nick Ealers, in it, it's happening like I've been waiting for this moment it feels like forever like since the dawn of Jason Robertson Pavelski, and hints we have waited for Nikolai Ehlers to be power play one line one with Kyle Connor and it's here. And it just feels like the rug is already halfway out from underneath my feet.
0: I, You know what I, I mean? I, I literally, I feel the exact same way as you, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just too, too smart to, to buy into such nonsense. Um,
1: but the football like is a, being held right in front of me for the 90th time. Yeah. I'm lining up and trying to drill the field goal and I'm falling <laughs> so hard my back uh, is breaking I, on the year I, I just um, I can't get over this feeling I can't yeah. get over it. and Edmonton is still like Edmonton gave up like did you watch the game right I mean I was watching because yeah like, I mean the sweat wasn't really all like, I got with Stevenson but like man they are just so lost defensively all of the time
0: yeah and um yeah Nick Ehlers on the season has a better shot rate than Philip Forsberg and Nathan McKinnon at five on five like yeah. Nathan McKinnon, the dude who does nothing but chuck empty net or empty calorie shots on goal all day long. Uh He's score. right below. Nick e- yeah. Uh 22 shots per 60 shot attempts per 60, I should say. Um Ehlers is clearly a good play, but you can't. He's a good play on paper. You, you just can't convince me that the vibes will never be there. So congratulations to the Nick Ehlers donkeys. Um, But yeah, I'm one of them. I've, yeah no congratulations you want to hear Um, me smash my face into the keyboard because i am one of these donkeys (laughs) yeah perfect all right uh let's let's uh wrap up these four games though but uh yeah another interesting spot in colorado arizona uh nathan mckinnon um you know he's 9600 just have fun with that i i again i i talked about it with Posternock. he could bury you is he likely to i don't know. i don't think so um, and Val Chushkin is finally up at sixty seven hundred. That feels like the proper price. Um, yep. it's a fine play, but not one that I'm like overly excited about. So any interest in this game for me, I'm falling a bit short on other ideas than the top line, and I just don't think I can do the top
1: line here. Uh yeah. Um yeah, I, I think it's it's gonna be a no for me. Um I could circle back on it it's it's just again like the reason you could almost convince yourself to afford it was because of your tushkin, which is gone mm-hmm. kale McCar also at 8200 that just uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna double check i guess quickly here but that feels like a price increase of sorts yeah over time it's just continued to go up um yeah it, it's just impossible it just feels to me like which like okay i'm gonna try to phrase it the right way here um you kind of have to play which one of these guys is breaking the slate and who's going to who's he bringing with him right because you can't afford all four of them mm-hmm. I, I don't even think it's actually possible I think, you, I think you can't um so how do you do it you know and me and my dumb brain i say i guess you take out mckinnon cuz he's not scoring but if he breaks the slate because it could really be any of them yeah. he is breaking it by a ton you know so it's like i i feel like i'm just too much of just guy i'm just gonna be an absolute coward and just not play it
0: yeah i mean you can hardly play mckinnon Ranson and McCarr at these prices like you plug a, in yeah uh you know you plug in hellebuck whatever 7500 it's you get 3200 left per roster spot and that's not including the chushkin when you include the in chushkin you literally cannot do it so like yeah um that means it's going to be I think relatively low owned as a stack um if there's there's enough value on the slate where you could just pick a garbage line and just hope they hit like that's honestly fine um but I think that's how I would do it I would play McKinnon Rantan and Makar and just say like you know thank you Big Val but um you know your, your price increase is just no longer making you uh worthwhile and I'll just you know punt a different position use that 1800 to get up to ranton in so um emily's considering it because i i still think arizona is uh you know they're they're still flashing very poor poor defensive results um but it's just not a priority i think with so many options here so uh one interesting arizona note is valamackie should be close to returning at some point um he's now down at 2500 i mean this is a guy who began the year at like uh you know 36 made uh, made it up to 4k at one point um so if he plays he should be power play 2 he should be you know killing penalties he should play 20 minutes so like min salary bellamaki keeping an eye out for him um as much as that pains me to say so anything else on arizona or do you want to move on
1: i'm not playing arizona we can move on Perfect. uh dallas and and the flames i'm also probably not playing it but as i mentioned in practice Gegor or Sharingovich, um, 20 21 minutes. He has two shot bonuses in his past three. I it's he broke the slate probably on the 24th. I, I don't recall that happening, but uh, on Friday the 24th, he had 32 points on the draftkings.com website. I feel like that I don't recall this happening, but it did. I, I, um, I have no idea
0: like yeah uh, you're right it did happen I have no idea what slate it was on or who won
1: yeah right like what the heck that was Um, the big Friday oh because it was probably not a normal slate because it was the big Friday slate that was like all day
0: yeah I mean I played both of them probably lost
1: yeah yeah okay so you didn't didn't play Sharon Govich but it does feel like a situation where it's like I I convinced myself that Martin uh, Pospisil was a good play that was valuable. Yeah, it's... Why could I not convince myself Sharon Gelbich just because he's like, he's been around. I mean, we, this is a guy we used to talk about back in the day. I recall when mm-hmm. he gave me the league, I said his name wrong, like a hundred times. This was, was one of those mm-hmm. guys. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really limits us uh, to, to a, to a, <laughs> only a few people. Okay. He's definitely, um... listen, if you're making a full roster, he's on that roster. I'm not saying that you can't fill yeah, out yeah, sure. a roster though. Um, but okay. my, my point being here is that he is a, option on this slate and he might be one that doesn't get a garner a ton of ownership um and he is stackable with a guy like Lintholm, who's also 5k yeah i don't like this game um i'm not overly interested but if i was gonna find myself on one side of the coin i think it is the flames like i just think that they will chuck pucks and this is a guy that will chuck pucks and he will play on the power play and at five on five with elias Lintholm. um so yeah, that's at least a guy that I'm going to take a couple looks at.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. like. It's fine. Like that's that's okay. all. I, that's the best I can give it. Like you know, and, and that that's pretty good on most slates. Uh, maybe a 14 gamer. I don't know. Uh, Washington at Anaheim. Uh, Washington on a back to back here. We don't have how the Washington game will unfold, um, but on on that front. I will expect that Ovechkin and Wilson will be playing together at 5, on five and on the power play. They're both showing some pretty, pretty good, uh nice numbers as of late. Um, so you know, that costs you a combined 12.6k. Um, that's awfully interesting to me. I, I really just yeah. hope uh Ovi hits on uh, Wednesday night so I can play him Thursday night and be like, haha, you donkeys like. You didn't play seventy six hundred Ovechkin's. You could play ninety eight 9, hundred uh, Pasternak, and then at least when you smashed Wednesday night, I could point at Wednesday night and say, "See, I was smart." You know, even though Ovi gets five points in Anaheim, um, so you know th- that's that's my plan. Um, that that's my losing plan. But what is your winning plan for this game? No,
1: no, it. I had the same plan. That's the problem. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah.
0: I Abort. I also Abort.
1: really want to play Ovechkin and Tom Wilson. I like it a ton. Are you even considering the 6,300 John Carlson? It feels like very gross, but this guy hits a lot of blocks bonuses. So to me, it's like if this is winning a 14-game slate, if Tom Wilson and Alex Ovechkin are actually what you needed, is John Carlson not getting a few points here? And Anaheim isn't a crater off. They'll shoot. Like Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it does feel like you're kind of going Um, a bit too many. Yeah, but yeah
0: the the thing I actually kind of like about this game now is especially if Gudis also misses you know you mentioned that off yep. the top of Bushkin yep. and uh, Gudis are both uh I think highly questionable um to play here like I mean we're getting a bunch of minutes from guys who are pretty cheap uh Manchukov, like doesn't have the rates but guess what if he goes from 18 minutes to playing 24 minutes You don't need rates with the top power play billing to uh, make that a viable play, and like maybe you save twenty five hundred off of John Carlson that way, um, and just bet on power plays. That that seems reasonable as well. But I do think John Carlson's a very good play. It's just you know not as flashy as five K Tom Wilson, which I can't believe
1: I'm saying. Yeah, no, you uh, you made fun of me. I I I actually a lot of people made fun of me because I was like this Tom Wilson guy. He might be useful, and boy, has he been very adequate. Like. I would say incredibly average um but it's good enough right now for 5k because he is shooting that's the thing like the concern was he wasn't going to get power play time or shoot and now he's getting both so yes you know as long as it comes uh, together at some point that is exactly right all right uh, i need quickly flying flying
0: through vegas and vancouver (laughs) uh Not a whole lot to like here. I mean, Petrangelo has been pretty underwhelming. He has 10 blocks over the two games without these guys, uh, Theodore and Martinez. But, like, they're not scoring. So, like, (laughs) you know, uh, why are you paying 6,600 for a guy on a team who can't score? I don't know. Um, Eichel's price remains high. Stevenson's, you know, 3,400. Mark Stone, 5,300. I guess ram your head into that wall. But I I, got to say, I'm out here. Uh, not interested in anybody from
1: this game personally. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I mean, there's 0% chance I'm playing Vancouver here against Vegas. And, and at this point, I just don't know how you actually convince yourself to play Vegas. I I tried it on Tuesday. I just said, I Pietrangelo, Like, don't overthink it. Don't play a bunch of guys that don't shoot historically. Just take the best plays. Play the best play. It was easy. It was such an easy theory. And it didn't work.
0: Um, I, I'm, I'm
1: not going to go back to it um just don't play the best plays and uh win this late what what was the theory again it was like keyboard face what was i don't know that's Uh, all you got to do
0: drool then head bash
1: there it is there it is okay yeah there you go all right
0: i mean there are 28 teams here so they better be spicy um uh, because you sort of poo-pooed the buffalo stuff i'm gonna start off with buffalo i actually think that a
1: uh yeah but uh, what
0: i think for me my two favorite pieces are jeff skinner and victor olofsson so maybe make that a power play stack with Fraser Stalin. um is, is yeah. what i'm thinking okay. um but i will take a look at the buffalo power play without uh tage thompson because i'm guessing that a lot of the uh you know, a lot of what i know about like alex talks involvement and things like that uh, has shifted radically since tage went out of the lineup so um you know I'll, I'll post any stuff i find interesting in the discord like i always do dm one of us um on, if you want in on the discord and you're somehow not already all right what's your first stack
1: i do like that way of playing buffalo though i do want to point that out um that that is a lot of fun well, i you said
0: they stink. you're not allowed I... to change your opinion.
1: I... <sighs> I, I have to say they stink, Matt. It's part of my <laughs> brand. Um, okay. I, I I'm just going to say the gross thing out loud that I'm going to do: Connor Eilers Morrissey, and bring it back with McDavid. And on may have convinced me to just instead of trying to figure that out because it's all of my cap, be just bringing it back with Evander Kane instead. Um, but that's a game that I'm just Ooh, going uh. to end up with a four piecer on. You could, I mean really, if you could figure out a way to play it all together. Like I think you absolutely could play McDavid at the Vander Kane. Uh, don't don't talk yourself out of good stuff. Um, so that is something I'm going to do. So, but for my stack, I'm just going to say Connor Ealers and Morrissey. I'm going to have okay. it, and and I actually think it's. I'm not saying that as a bit. Like I think it's genuinely a very good stack on this slate. And like I do, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how high ownership is going to come in on that
0: i i imagine it'll be pretty spread out because yeah i don't think people
1: are finding a money for kyle connor quite frankly no and, um, and they, they probably shouldn't like i think you have to stack it like you have to right, say uh, look, that kyle connor goes chop, to chop. four points like you have to all right uh well um
0: i'm i'm circling around this tampa stuff and pittsburgh and really really struggling not to just go right back to the pittsburgh well but um maybe it's actually hold on the alpha brain is 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 emerging it's running um, on finally <laughs> yes we, we finally turned on the alpha brain um i'm just not gonna be stupid and Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, John Carlson, you, you fed me, you, you led me to water DJ. I did. I'm just going to drink. I'm going to drink all the Tom Wilson against Anaheim. Anaheim is showing some warts. Um, Washington certainly is not a team you would expect to lock down any hockey games. So, uh, you know, let's just, let's keep it going.
1: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely like, if you didn't say it, I was going to. Um, oh, Good. So yeah, that, that's, I think, incredibly strong. I, Brief. I think the, I think this is a 98 want...
0: minute interlude while DJ thinks of his stack. No, Damn no, I'm just going
1: to, I'm just, yeah, I'm just not going to overthink it here. I, I I do think it's Florida one or two, and I am going to go with Florida one just because of the ownership and it's Montour. Oh my God. Jesus. Montour, Barkoff and Reinhardt for me. Um, I think that's just an incredibly good way of going okay. about this slate. That is like the, the, expectation versus ownership you know you're actually i think that 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 is that's actually it's incredible so let's get guaranteed goals and get out of here
0: all right um so you may have mentioned you may have noticed my stacks had no centers um included um so i'm going to rectify that i'm going to dip down into this gross 3k range of center Um, i'm going to take a guy who in his last uh in his last four games since basically everyone's gotten hurt he's played 18 minutes in all four games. Um, Only has one goal in that stretch um, and not a ton of shots, but he's getting top power play building. That's Colton Sissons, 3,500. He's going against the worst PK in the league in Minnesota. Um, Did they fix that overnight? Maybe. Uh, I'm not a doctor, Uh, but Colton Sissons here, I think is a perfectly fine way to uh, punt center. Uh, He has upside and, you know, Nashville is a decent power play that I'm not afraid of getting exposure to at home.
1: Okay. That is... Yeah, no, that, That's pretty sharp. I, I like that a lot. Um, I, I'm gonna go with um, who do I want to go with? You know what? Can I is Jack Hughes even possible? Uh, it is not possible, I, it's impossible, isn't it? Damn it. What is another game that I really like? Let's let's just take four. So I was gonna say Jeff Skinner, but that was exactly in your stack, wasn't it? Precisely, yes. It was, Precisely the player. Um. All right, I'm gonna go with Sharon Gilvich, and then I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna go cheap too.
0: Okay. Um. Well, I will take Jake Gensel, 7,500. Uh, perfectly fits there. Um. I debated Crosby or Gensel, but I was surprised to see Crosby has double the goals of Gensel. Now, obviously, Gensel started the year uh, injured and whatnot, but um Gensel has the better underlings throughout the year, expected goals and shot attempts wise. So, give me Jake Gensel.
1: Yeah, Gensel, Gensel's a real sharp take there. I will take Joel Eriksson-Eck. Yeah, why not? Four in a row, though. Yikes. Whatever. J, J-E-K. Perfect. Yeah, it's gotta easy. be
0: jamming in that same-game
1: parlay on a on a 14-game slate. Wait. All right. No! God damn it. All right, you're right. I'm just going to take Matt Perfect. the Chuck. Matt the Chuck. Matt the Chuck
0: okay so you're stacking florida but also guaranteeing a mack a trucker sure whatever um so it is all right i mean i'm not, I'm here, not
1: betting cold Sissons, so it's fine
0: i mean okay en- enjoy staying poor
1: a, all right it's my funeral
0: yeah um, be sure to follow me. I'm at fake moods on the Twitter machine. If it's not completely broken by the time, uh, by the time you see this or by the time you're listening, uh, my Boston list is currently named forest in my list of lists. Uh, the, uh, one of them is who the next one is cabbage. The next one after that so- is from. So like, I don't know what's going on on Twitter, but you can find me there at Thick Moods. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. And the podcast is at Morningscape Pod where DJ helpfully retweeted a bunch of stuff before this pod if you want to follow along uh, with the news. DJ, any thoughts before we
1: go? Uh, no, enjoy your Thursday slate. I am going to plan on doing some sort of a stream spaces type thing on Thursday.
0: Okay, sounds good. Um, And thank you all for listening. So from Doug, from DJ, from myself, happy it's late, everybody, and we will see ya.